listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and welcome back to another Colorado Springs Investing Podcast episode. So today, Jenny's going to run us through a deal about a turnkey townhome that she took down, what, just a couple weeks ago, Jenny? Uh, a couple of days ago. A couple of days Last ago. Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is quarter one, 2020 that we're talking about. Yeah. And this is, because uh, I know you bought a couple townhomes here recently. I say you, you know, you and your clients. Mm-hmm. This is a property uh, that you bought or for one of your clients? The, well, uh, trick questions. <laughs> so oh, this okay. particular property um, I bought for myself, but um, I actually came across it because my client found the property uh, or the builder and wanted to check it out. And they bought the property next door to ours. And, you know, I asked the builder, I said, do you have any others left? Yep. We have this one. Okay. I'll take it. So that's kind of how this one came across. I had already done all the, you know, the analysis with them and the due diligence with them prior to taking a peek at it. So it was kind of easy to make a decision at that point. So they had already got under contract. You helped with all the due diligence analysis. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it looks like a, good. There's another one. Let me grab it yourself. Yeah. Like a day yeah. later, I, I I went under contract on the one next door. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just to you know, kind of give a, a basic overview. Um, it's a new build turnkey townhome rental property, and it's located in Security Wide Field. And this is my first property that I've bought in this particular area, but... I'm really excited um, for the potential for for this particular region of Colorado Springs. Um, And the reason behind that is because there's a lot of new industry that's coming over to Colorado Springs airport area. And this is really, you know, indirect, uh, you know, when, when I was driving over to the property, I got stuck behind a bunch of Amazon trucks. So that was kind of exciting to me how close, how close it was to this particular property. I just see a lot of growth and jobs coming into this particular area. Um, yeah. And we found it on the MLS, as I had mentioned, um, another one of my buyers had picked one up. They found it on the MLS and we, uh, went over to the, the builder's, um, location. I think a day after that, we were able to get an appointment and that's, that's where it came from. So nothing, you know, super secret or anything like that. It was just uh, one of those ones that popped up. Um, and then investor profile, uh, it's me. So <laughs> I don't really have to go into that on that. Actually, one thing, let's talk about this because I know, you know, because I, I think it's always interesting to highlight how investing strategies shift as the market okay. changes, but also as a person changes as well. Yeah. So if you don't mind me kind of maybe talking about you in the third person um because <laughs> sure. i know you know you know a lot of the first properties you bought you bird you and your husband you guys are out there working nights and weekends to to, mm-hmm. to do all the stuff and then you know what uh early well, in 20 2020 you had your first daughter mm-hmm. you you know left your your w-2 job and then as you're looking to buy more properties you're obviously you know busy as a mom and then you also have been very busy building out the Colorado Springs division, you know, with the Envision Advisors. So, you know, two brand new things, which both, you know, either one of themselves keeps you very busy and a little bit yeah. on the stress side, you know, together it keeps you very, very busy. So I'm guessing those two things, among other factors, probably made you uh, happy to look at some more turnkey type properties, right? 
Yep. You nailed it. That's exactly right. Um, you know, just I'm exhausted. So, so I was looking for a really easy win at this point. Great. All right. I just like to highlight that because that's something that, yeah, it was important as people start their investing strategy, realize that, Hey, a property that may not work for you may be a grand slam for someone else or vice versa and expect your strategy to shift over the years because it will, as you grow as a person, your portfolio changes and your life changes. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was a really good summary of, of that transition. So just kind of going into the details on this. So again, it's a townhome. It's a three bed, 2.5 bath and a two car garage. It's off Bradley and Maine and security. And it was listed at 248,900. And that is after including the AC, the air conditioning unit. I think that was like 4,000. Um, but this is the out the door price, you know, we're talking car terms here, uh, since it's a builder. And so we bought it for two forty-eight-nine. And, and were you able to wrap the AC purchase into the loan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then, so reason why we liked it, as Chris described, I just needed a really easy win at the time we had done, um, some cash out refinances on some of our other properties that we had put a lot of sweat equity into, did the burr method. And then we did the slow burn method again after that. So we were sitting on some capital that we wanted to redeploy, but you know, just didn't really quite have the energy or appetite to take on a major uh, project. So we came across this and it worked out really well. Um, I expect this area to remain strong based on the reasons that I had mentioned previously. And then um, quite simply, the math worked well on it. So going into some of the contract details, uh, found the property on the MLS um, and actually giving credit to my clients, they found the property on the MLS. Um, So we happened to catch the builder when they were opening the units for sale. So that's kind of what, um, you know, I called up the sales agent and I said, my clients would like to, to see the property. Um, you know, do you have any uh, slots that they could come over in it? And they operate on a first come first serve, serve basis. So they gave us the, um, you know, a slot. So we were able to go over and see it. And um, my clients, you know, they saw the product and they decided on the spot that they were going to, to purchase it. Um, I, I slept on it one night cause I wasn't intending on <laughs> being interested in it. Um, so that's kind of how that worked out. Um, and then for inspection concerns, there's none, it's a new build. So it has a builder's warranty for anything that comes up. Um, but I mean, we did do an inspection just to make sure everything was good, but, um, everything, you know, very minor things that they found, uh, they're going to take care of, uh, within the warranty. And as just a quick reminder out there, yeah. always, 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 everyone do an inspection on new build and always, always, mm-hmm. always do a sewer scope. Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, the inspector asked, are you sure you want to do a sewer scope? It's a new build. I said, yes, because I don't know if someone flushed concrete or something. You know, I have no idea. So it's better to find out on the front end. Um, I've heard two horror stories about sewers and new builds. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was with... An inspector told me that, you know, brand new build, detached home, sewer was good, but no one ever connected to the tap, you know, to like the city tap <laughs> at the street. Um, and actually, you know, a lot of the uh, stuff you flushed down the toilet was flooding back into the house and the foundation area. So oh, very yeah. bad. And then yeah. um, another client, actually not client, but Preston, who bought his uh, Nomad new build townhome near Denver University 
a few months ago. I forget the exact amount, but there was an issue with his sewer, and it was a good five or $8,000 repair, I want to say, that the builder had to take care of. So two reasons why you always spend 120 bucks to do a sewer scope. I will never not do a sewer scope. It's just, it's bitten me in the behind way too many times in the past that I've learned from it at this point. Um, yeah, there'd be no circumstances that I could imagine not having a sewer scope done um, when buying a property. Um, so for financing, uh, we use Cornerstone Home Lending and just a conventional mortgage. It appraised at value, no concessions, no PMI, uh, put 25% down, um, interest rate buy down. So we paid $2,100 for a 1.125% buy down. Um, so we ultimately are paying at a rate of 3.125%, which Wait, is pretty the, good for... The par rate was four and a quarter and you bought it down to three and eight. I'm sorry. You bought it down to three and eight for 2,100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. That's for... a huge spread on there. Yeah. Nobody else seem that big. Yeah. The lender was like, don't even bother asking <laughs> about the other option. He's like, you might as well just do this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, uh, that's a no brainer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 3.125% for an investment property. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Um, so just going through Joe's spreadsheet, um, as I mentioned, we put 25% down. Um, acquisition price, it was a little over 7,500. is about 7,800 between title, lending costs, and the, the price to pay down the, the rate. Um, so just those sorts of costs. Um, and then, so we, we're all in for total initial investment of about 70,000. And we actually got the unit rented. The te new tenant is set to move in uh, tomorrow or Saturday. We're not sure. The lease starts tomorrow at least um, for $16.95, which um, I know we've talked about this, Chris, that when my clients and I were running the numbers, we budgeted $1,600. Um, even though we had seen some comps for $1,700, it made me a little nervous running the numbers at that rate mm -hmm. just because... I don't know, you know, it just seemed a little, a little high to me. And what I usually tell buyers is run the numbers at the lower end of the spectrum. But then when you go to list it, just shoot for a little bit higher um, and see what you get. And if you don't get any bites, then just, you know, lower it after a week or so. But um, I think that's kind of the best way to manage expectations for that. Um, I am not paying for property management. I know you hate that I uh, self-manage, but <laughs> hopefully this one will be easy. Um, budgeted 5% for maintenance reserves. I would have to expect that it's going to be less than this, especially during the first year because of the builder's warranty and all that. But I think that it's smart to just um, you know put, put a figure in there anyways. There is an HOA. This is my very first rental property that's in an HOA. Um, and it's $115 a month and they really only cover trash, common area. Um, but then the benefit to us is that the HOA also covers, um, the roof, the exterior and the gutters. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then, so property taxes, this is, a, this is an interesting one. I think it's currently, I don't know, $50 a year because <laughs> they are assessing it at just a very small 
plot of dirt. Um, they don't have the, the improvement on it. So I'm budgeting $1,200 by the time they do their next assessment. And then property insurance was $700 a, a year. That seems high to me for a townhouse down there. Is that? I agree. Yeah. It, um, it actually bumped up from when I went under contract originally, which was like last summer, it took quite a while to get built. Um, we were quoted 500 and I thought that was seemed reasonable. And then when we went to, uh, to purchase, they, you know, they said, Oh, it's 700. So we kind of asked them what, what happened. And it sounded as if there were a lot of, um, townhome claims that kind of drove prices up, which I was a little surprised about. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of times we'll have insurance up here in Denver for townhomes cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of my single family homes are about $900 a year. So, um, and I own, you know, the full exterior and, or I'm responsible for the full exterior and the yard and garages and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of interesting, but so not, are you going to get that requoter like, hey, it's 200 bucks a year, whatever? <laughs> 200 bucks a year. I yeah. yeah, I don't really care. It's so. been on my list to like requote my insurance for like nine months mm-hmm. and it's still on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, it was just not a big, you yeah. know, a big deal. Um, so rental analysis, I'm expecting annual cash flow before taxes of $5,837. Wow. Yeah. And then cash on cash return of 8.3% cap rate of 6.2. Ooh, this is Um, a great one. Yeah. So, you know, to me, this was a winner. Um, cause as I mentioned, I was just looking to redeploy cash out proceeds that we had taken into just something that, you know, wasn't going to cost me too much in the way of energy uh, and, and brain power on that. Um, so, you know, I was really happy that we stumbled across this one. Um, so yeah, for, for buying a asset that we did not, you know, technically use any of our cash that, you know, we've, er, you know, saved through earnings or, you know, something like that is just through the equity of our existing rental properties. Uh, we were able to buy a really good cash flowing property that, um, it actually, since it took so long between when we went under contract and when we actually closed on the property, they're releasing new units at about $20,000 more than what we bought this one for. Um, and they're identical, um, just, you know, across the, across the street. So, um, you know, I kind of see that as we've already earned about $20,000 in equity on this one. Yeah. And for listeners out there, are there, are there more of these units available in like the next phase or next build out? Um, so there had been a couple, but they go really quickly. So I've sent a few to uh, some other buyers, but yeah, they get snapped up real quick. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, give me a shout and then I will make sure to let the sales agent know that we're interested and, you know, get on their, their list. So you're at almost $6,000 a year in annual cash flow and probably be slightly higher since you have, uh, you know, should have lower repairs and reserves. And now, taxes. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, and then you estimate taxes. The other <laughs> mm-hmm. thing is you, you factor in property management. So what that would probably bump cash flow down to what low 4,000s if you had a PM in there. Yeah. 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 Which is still, I mean, a very strong cash flow. Mm-hmm. For really not lifting a finger. Yeah. On it. So, so can we, cause I, I know, you know, more of the backstory on here. Do you recall, 
did your clients who bought the other unit there, they have similar numbers to this? Like what was different about their transaction? Yeah. So the only key difference between their transaction and ours is that they put 15% down. So they're going to have PMI. Uh, and I don't remember if they did upfront or monthly. I want to say they did monthly. Yeah. So they, monthly. they were able, yeah, they were able to put um, quite a bit less down. So they're able to, um, you know, ensure that they have proper reserves by not putting as much down for this property. So I think that was a really cool option also. Do you remember what their cash flow was at 15% down? Assuming, are they self-managing or hiring mm-hmm. a PM? They're self-managing and they have the same interest rate as us. So I'm not sure if you can do the math real quick. Wow. <laughs> but that would come to, Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the spreadsheet. We'll look at that later. But that that's always an interesting yeah. thing to look at because I remember it was actually I happened to uh, be around them when they were talking lending. So I remember going through options with them, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, that fifteen percent down seems like a no brainer to me because it still cash yeah. flows really well." It still cash flows, and to figure that you have eighty five percent of the you know the value of this property at three point one two five percent, that's awesome leverage. Right yes. <laughs> and that's a really great rate, especially for a 15% down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And this is one of the nice things about really for single family, you know, detached homes and townhomes is you've got a lot more flexibility in your down payment options. You know, multis usually at 25% down unless you're doing an owner occupant. Condos usually 25% down for just, you know, the way they underwrite them. But single families, 15%, 20%, 25% down. We have investors doing all three options. Like I said, it was really interesting to me. Like, you know, Jenny, you bought this and what right next door or a few units next door, clients bought identical unit and you guys did completely two different financing options. And it, they're yeah. both right for both your individual <laughs> scenarios. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I love real estate is because there's no one way fits all scenario okay. for that. Awesome, Jenny. Well, this was great. Um, if people have questions, they can always reach out to you, right? Exactly. Yep. Right. Uh, it's J-E-N-N-Y at envisionrea.com. Great. Jenny, thanks so much for putting this together. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Chris.